Welcome to episode 53 of the Dare to Dream Bigger podcast with me, your host, Claire Yosa, mentor to passionate world changers and author of Dare to Dream Bigger. Today, we are talking about what happens when worries get in the way of your dreams. So this one is for you. If you have ever had a big dream or a challenge or a comfort zone stretch and you found yourself secretly procrastinating, distracting yourself, being too busy, or telling yourself stories that keep you up at 3am, wondering if you're good enough to make it happen. I'm going to explain why this happens and give you a super simple antidote. So the show notes for today's episode are at claireyosa.com forward slash podcast forward slash episode 053. And today, I'm talking about a potent reminder I've had this week of what happens when fears and worries get in the way of our dreams. It doesn't matter whether those dreams are changing the world, or passing an exam, or learning to skydive, or saying hello to mums at the school gate, or introducing yourself at a networking event, or giving a presentation, or saying yes to a comfort zone stretching opportunity. Fear is the biggest killer of your hopes and your dreams. So my main objective this week was to finish the edits, the final edits at last for my new novel, First Tell No Lies. It's the sequel to last year's novel, You Take Yourself With You. I needed to get the proofreading changes done and to work on the cover with the designer to finish the graphics. But I haven't touched the project. Instead, I have been a champion Olympic-level workaholic. I've barely paused to breathe, let alone eat. I've been grumpy with my kids, suddenly deciding I had to set up a whole different project, which could have waited. (laughs) I've done 14-hour days. I've taught masterclasses. I've worked with clients. I've got my new author website up and running. It's looking gorgeous. I'm totally biased. I've worked on my media kit. I've been active in the EU VAT action campaign again. I've been working with people to mitigate the impact of Brexit on UK micro businesses. And I'm even in fresh discussions on setting up the UK Online Business Association, for which I had a meeting with the UK's small business minister back in May. But I haven't once opened my laptop to edit my book. Why? I've been too busy, haven't I? <laughs> no. Most of that could have waited or been scaled back and given boundaries. The truth is, I've been secretly scared. Scared to finish the new novel, despite my editor loving it, my proofreader loving it, my husband loving it. He's kind of quite critical. If I don't finish it, I can't publish it. So it's safe. I won't risk readers not liking it. I've been feeling scared they might think it's boring or badly written or... They might leave bad reviews. I've been scared in case it's not good enough. And the truth is I've been scared that I'm not good enough, yeah? This stuff always comes down to identity level fears, which is why mindset and attitude approaches can feel like sticky plasters when you hit the big stuff. So the fact that book one, You Take Yourself With You, has been described by so many readers as unputdownable, one an amazing reader even said she inhaled it. And I'm assuming she's talking about the words and not the smoke as she burnt it, yeah? 
it actually makes things worse because those reviews were a dream come true for me. I don't know if you remember, but this time last year, I had done my inside work. I'd cleared a 30-year-old limiting belief that I couldn't write a story. And I had had my first seven novels drafted within the next two days and the first one published four months later. So to have people calling it unputdownable was just mind-blowing for me. It's been amazing. Those reviews were a dream come true, but they bring with them a new batch of fears. Can I do it again? What if I let them down and they're too polite to tell me they're disappointed? What if the trolls aren't quite so polite? Now, 15 years ago, back when I was studying to become an NLP trainer, I spent a lot of time reading the work of Milton Erickson, who is the father of modern hypnosis. One of the stories told about him was of him working with an Olympic shooting team. So they had to fire 20 shots as perfectly as possible, hitting the middle of a target. They could all do it. They were Olympic standard. But once they had hit 16, 17... 18 perfect shots in a row. The pressure got too much and they would flunk it. He trained them to see that each shot was a single event, unconnected to the others. So the subconscious explanation, sorry, the subconscious expectations didn't create fears that sabotaged their performance and they won the medals. And it's the same with anything we're secretly scared of. Oh, my last presentation was great, but I'm bound to mess up this one. There's no way I could do that again. Sure, the last three exams were good, but I can't keep up with that track record. This one is bound to be awful. Oh, my last two clients love my work, but there's no way I can keep up that winning streak. I'm bound to fail soon. Yeah, we've all told ourselves these stories. Now, I have a friend who was a midwife. She even quit her career over this. So she'd helped at the births of 2,000 healthy babies. And she was constantly scared that she was due the one that would go wrong. And she couldn't handle the worry anymore. So she gave up a career she loved. Because in her view, each successful birth took her closer to the one that would make her regret having been there. The stories we tell ourselves about what scares us are our worry thoughts, the what-if scenarios we run through at three o'clock in the morning when we're lying awake and nobody else in the world knows that we're suffering and struggling, the inner dialogue that's the soundtrack to our day. And your body can't tell the difference between the fears and stress emotions they trigger and the fears and stresses of things actually happening in our world. So let's try an example on for size. If you replay an argument with someone in your head, it triggers the same physiological responses as though it were actually happening. Now, these might be at a smaller scale, but those stress responses still kick off, triggering those hormones, the cortisol, the adrenaline, and the emotions that go with the real world experience until you've gone from calm to crazy mad and you are just sitting at home on your own. And if we do this often enough, we create neural pathways in our brain for the new autopilot programs that fire off when that trigger event happens. This is what leads to a less than rational response. Yeah, <laughs> you know, somebody presses the button and we might just overreact a little bit. If we rehearse these stories for long enough, the brain struggles to remember what's genuine memory and what's a mind story memory. 
we program that reticular activating system in the brain. It's the bit that filters sensory information from your world so you don't have to think right now about how your shoe feels on your left foot. Yeah, It trains the reticular activating system to spot evidence to support the triggers and autopilots we've been practicing. So if your autopilot is, I'm no good at presenting, the reticular activating system will look for evidence to support, I'm no good at presenting. Our bodies are programmed to respond quickly to what I call legitimate fears. They're the kind of thing that stops you from stepping out in front of that fast moving car or walking too close to the edge of a cliff on a windy day. But your body cannot tell the difference between these legitimate fears and the mind story fears created by our worries. It reacts in the same way. The way it diverts the blood flow, the hormones it floods your system with, the way it changes your ability to think clearly and strategically instead just looking at short-term decisions and firefighting, running on adrenaline. It's irrelevant whether you're actually stuck in the middle of legitimate fear or if you're telling yourself a story about a mind story, fear and worry. Now, over the last few weeks, I have been blessed (laughs) with a higher than usual number of legitimate fears. I've been stuck on a plane on the way to Turkey with moderate to severe turbulence for 30 minutes with people bracing themselves against the seat in front of them and passengers screaming. And I am not a happy flyer with turbulence. (laughs) I've chosen to deal with my fear of swimming in the sea. That's 20 to 30 metres deep, to get to swim in the exquisite warm waters near Gürcek in Turkey. And I hadn't realised quite how scared I was of drowning. And a couple of weeks ago, after the Upreneur Summit in London, I got stuck in the middle of a terror alert, which I'm hoping was a false alarm, because it didn't make the news, near Parliament Square in London in the dark. Now, the difference between these legitimate fears And the mind story fears that created my workaholic procrastination this week was that once I was safe again from those legitimate fears, the fears subsided. My body chemistry rebalanced. I felt proud of overcoming those fears. My body and brain processed them and let them go. Yeah, I did not end up in PTSD territory. But with the mind story fears, the worries... They become a new, ongoing reality, constantly running in the background with no pause or relief. These mind story worries leave us living on a constant low-level state of cortisol and adrenaline. With that fight-flight-freeze response triggered, the body tense, the mind struggling to think strategically and make long-term decisions. All of this is taken care of by your autonomic nervous system and you do not have a conscious choice about it. The only way to press pause on this whole autonomic nervous system is to change the thoughts you're thinking, to deal with that underlying cause of the fear. So this makes it really hard to do things like edit a book or to think clearly in an exam or to give that compelling elevator pitch at a networking event. It also makes it hard for the body to heal itself or to recharge its batteries or even to digest food as that blood flow is redirected to your muscles instead of your digestive system, as we get ready to run from the saber-toothed tiger 24 hours a day. The mind story fears make it even harder to take action on our dreams because we've programmed the brain to spot all the reasons why they should be difficult or even impossible. So those worries are raising the bar so high 
that it's easier not to even try to jump it. So this week when that happened to me, that's when I remembered how great my kids are at limbo dancing. (laughs) So on holiday at my favourite hotel in Turkey last month, they often put up barriers in the outdoor restaurant area to persuade guests to eat at tables where the waiters are better able to look after them. And I like to watch the adults taking massive detours to get past these barriers as they meander their way from random parts of the site towards the restaurant. And I tend to skirt just around the edges of those black poles, maybe knocking them over a bit, even if it means walking on a flower bed, because that feels a bit more rebellious. Okay, (laughs) Tiny, small scale breaking of rules. My kids just go right under them. Yeah, and, and my kids, you know, they're not short. My 13 year old is considerably taller than me already, thank goodness. And my kids don't crouch down. They have fun. They turn it into a game to see who can do that back, that backbending limbo without catching on the tape at the top. So what if we could apply the same technique to set ourselves free from those mind story fears? What if instead of fighting them, denying them, beating ourselves up about them or even indulging them and believing them to be true. We just called them out for what they are. That is a mind story fear. Is it real? Do I want to let that story limit what I can create or achieve or who I can become? Do I really want to give it permission to stop me from making the difference I secretly know I'm here to make? What do I want instead? When we call out the stories for what they really are, we reclaim our power to choose which thoughts to feed. We're no longer at the whim of the mind stories. We can choose whether or not to keep telling that story. We lift that barrier high enough that instead of having to jump over it or detour around it or smash through it or just stand there and give up, we can limbo right under it, waving our grass skirts, and our Hawaiian flower necklaces, and singing in the sunshine as we dance. So how do we reclaim that power? How do you press pause? You're probably bored of me hearing me say this by now. It's my ABC. Accept, breathe, choose. Accept that you were telling yourself a mind story fear. Call it out for what it is. Breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth with a sigh, a nice letting that story go, doing this three times. Yeah, this is my inner meditation teacher for you here. Physically resets your nervous system and gets the fight, flight, freeze response to stand down. And I see is choose. Consciously choose a thought or a story that makes you feel better. One that brings you relief and hope. It really can be that simple. So, looking in the mirror, honesty time, confession time. Why did I spend this week avoiding the thing that's scaring me, getting my novel finished? Because I forgot my ABC. I'm taking time out today to press reset. I'm going to be tapping away the stresses, worries and fears, so EFT. And if you want to know how to do that, I have a free video course for you on how to clear stress and worries and fears and limiting beliefs with emotional freedom technique. The link is on the show notes page, clareyosa.com forward slash podcast forward slash episode 053. 
I'm going to be using the techniques I teach in my book, A Year Full of Gratitude, to retrain those neural pathways to be my cheerleaders instead of my inner critics. Again, if you're interested in that one, A Year Full of Gratitude is on the show notes page. And then I'm finishing my novel. And I'm curious, are there any mind story fears that have been getting in the way of your dreams? How might the ABC help? And what action could you take today once you have pressed pause on those fears? I am here to be your virtual cheerleader. I would love to hear from you. Yeah, clayosa.com forward slash podcast forward slash episode 053. Come and let me know via the comments. And I would love your help, please. (laughs) So one of the things that keeps me going, even if I'm secretly scared, is accountability. So I am throwing a party. Starting on Monday, 19th of November, 2018. If you're not listening to this live, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out as a podcast, it's next Monday. We're going to be doing the big reread for You Take Yourself With You complete with a private Facebook group where you'll get behind the scenes stuff on the book, the characters, the locations, the storyline, why I wrote the book and sneak peeks at book two, First Tell No Lies. Now, if you've already read You Take Yourself With You, then we're going to be rereading it together. So we're totally fired up for when the sequel, First Tell No Lies, comes out on December the 3rd. If you're new to it, this is your chance to discover for yourself why so many people found you take yourself with you unputdownable over the past year. How to join us? Well, if you go to clayosa.com forward slash big reread, that's forward slash big reread, you can sign up and get the link straight to our Facebook group. And on December the 3rd, when first Tell No Lies launches, Everybody in the big reread party will get first dibs on the new book and launch bonuses, which no one else will get. <laughs> These will include a masterclass that I am gifting you on the three keys to creating your dreams in 2019. This is pitch free. I am not selling a great big mastermind for January or anything like that. It's pitch free, high value. You know my work. It's going to be brimming with practical inspiration for how to overcome your secret mind story fears so you can thrive in the coming year and beyond. But it is only for people who join us for the big reread who are reading You Take Yourself With You and First Tell No Lies. So to remind you, clareyosa.com forward slash big reread. I'd love to get to share this with you. And if you found today's episode useful, if it's inspired you to press pause on one of your mind story fears, let me know via the comments at the show notes page, clareyosa.com forward slash podcast forward slash episode 053. And if this has been helpful today, maybe you could do me a little favor, pop over to wherever you get your podcast from and subscribe. (laughs) Make sure you catch each episode of Dare to Dream Bigger. And maybe leave a review. Let people know how this episode helped you because that really, really helps with visibility. It helps more people find the podcast. And if you've enjoyed it today, it helps other people discover and enjoy it too. So, clayosa.com big forward slash big reread. Show notes, clayosa.com forward slash podcast forward slash episode 053. And that's also where you find the link to my EFT course if you want to do the same stuff I'm doing this afternoon to clear out those hidden fears, stresses, beliefs and worries. 
I hope you found this useful today. Have an amazing, amazing week. Make sure you subscribed and I will see you next week with episode 54.